if I never beat myself up ever, 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 and I never focused on getting better, I wouldn't be here either. So it's that, it's almost like the amount of criticism you give yourself should be connected to the level of confidence you have in yourself. If progress is the goal, which it should be, I think, you should be hard on yourself or easy on yourself based on the reasonable amount of progress that you wanna make, which is predicated on the goal. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. It was episode number 1,248, Asking for Help Does Not Make You Weak. Today, for episode number 1,249, you're either too easy on yourself or too hard. I understand that is a blanket statement. And you might say, wait, 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 it can't be that simple. I don't know if it is, but I think it is. And here's why. We did an event called, again, we co-hosted, but we really put in most of the work. I'm just going to own that now. And I'm not going to give the name of the event, but we, we did an event. And this was the first time I'd ever spoken as a solo speaker on a stage. And honestly, there is just something different about speaking on a stage versus like just a carpeted floor with people around you. When you walk up on the stage and your PowerPoint presentation is there and you're the center of attention, it's completely different. And I remember somebody asked me after the speech, they said, how'd you do? And I remember thinking, and I said this to them, I said, I screwed something up. And they're like, what'd you mess up? And I said, I, rem I couldn't remember one word. And they're like, but how'd everything else go? And I was like, everything else went really, really well. But at that one word, I just couldn't remember it. I just could not, for the life of me, remember that word. What and word I had rehearsed. I don't remember. It's gone forever. <laughs> yeah, it's gone forever. And I had, <laughs> I had rehearsed this speech four or five times. I hit my marks at the right time. And it was the best version of that speech I'd ever done. But I was unhappy with my performance based on the fact that I forgot the word. And I remember there was a story on one of the Joe Rogan podcasts I listened to. You'll remember this. Bill Burr, one of the best comedians, he's not really my type of comedian, but he's known as one of the most successful ones, one of the probably highest selling ones, one of the most famous ones, local. I think he's from Massachusetts. And he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, or they were talking about him, one of the two. And somebody was saying, yeah, I talked to Bill and I was at one of his shows and he was just crushing it. He was crushing. If you've never heard of Bill Burr, do not listen to him around your your children or young ones or anybody. Yeah. He's he's quite explicit. Definitely but, funny, but yeah, very explicit. Quite explicit. So, this person was having a conversation with him and they they were talking to him. They're like, "Bill, that was amazing. Like the way you had the audience laughing, everybody was you were just crushing it. It was amazing." And he said, "Yeah, I hung in there too long." 
And the person talking to him said, what, what do you mean? He's like, I hung in there too long. I should have left earlier. And they were like, no, no, Bill, you crushed it. Like that was the best you could have done. And he's like, no, I really sucked there at the end, basically. He was beating himself up over his performance because he knows he can do better and because he wants to be and already is one of the best in the world. But would he be where he is if he didn't have such high standards for himself? Now, here's the, here's the opposite of that. I've talked with many other speakers who they'll say, I don't even, I don't even know what I'm going to say when I go up on stage. I just kind of say whatever comes to me. And honestly, maybe for some people that works. For me, I feel like that would be a, a horrible, I mean, maybe not now, maybe now it would be valuable. But for me, I feel like that's kind of like letting yourself off the hook. That's, that's just the way I see it. I mean, if somebody's coming to, to see you speak and they're paying to see you speak, I want it to be valuable. Maybe you just showing up and speaking is valuable and you've done it enough times. But I think some people will get off stage and be like, ah, it wasn't my best work, but you know, I had fun. I enjoyed myself. That might be taking it too easy on yourself, depending on where you are. Now, here's the hard thing. All of it is contextual. If this is the first speech you've ever given, I would rather you get up there say five words, leave, and say, you know what? I'm proud of myself because I walked up those four steps. I got on stage in front of 25 people and I was able to say words because I know how hard it is in the beginning. If you're somebody who's done it 500 times, your standards are probably going to be a little bit different. That might not be enough for you to be happy with. That result, me walking up there, giving four words and leaving. So that's what we're talking about in today's episode it's a hard thing to talk about. There's a lot that goes into it. But again, when it comes to confidence, I don't know if I've ever met anybody who is fully accurate. When it comes to self-worth, I don't know if anybody I've ever met is fully accurate. I'll also say this. Am I accurate when I'm noticing these people? Probably not. So there's a lot that goes into it. Who says I'm the one who gets to say whether or not somebody's accurate? That's not what I'm saying. But just from our experience, just from our observations you're either under or over and I think everything. And I don't believe that when it comes to being hard or easy on yourself, that's any different. I think it's exactly the same. The, the goal, the, the point of being hard or easy on yourself is to, if the goal is to be more effective, then Kevin saying, oh, I really messed up that one word is useful in the sense that next time he will prepare and, even more and then make sure he doesn't forget that word. And I think that it really does depend on the goal. And and the analogy that I always love to use and I hope that it lands for people. It's like I'll tell if you. If you want to, you let me know. I'll tell Seriously. you right now. Yeah, right. Yeah, in this thank, you. Yeah. thank you. Thank uh, <laughs> you. Um <laughs> the Olympic athlete analogy. Mm. I think that that's a good analogy for this. In other words, if you want to break an Olympic world record, you're going to have to be a lot harder on yourself than someone who wants to like swim for fun. I'd say that lands. And I think that, so, so I'll give you an example. Actually, I did a triathlon. Kevin's sick of hearing it. I'm very, uh, cause Kev, Kevin bowed out of the triathlon. So first of all, first yeah. of all, I was, it was my 30th birthday. I was drunk. I was under the influence and I was coerced into doing it. Yeah, that's a fact. No, I wasn't really. I look, it's, it's a good thing that I didn't do it because <laughs> Kevin does not swim very well. So I actually enjoyed it, um, kind of. I, I hated it and enjoyed it at the same time. It's one of those things. So if you want to do a triathlon, it's cool to have done it. 
the whole experience of it, I think was just terrible. Okay. So, (laughs) so anyways, I had never done a triathlon before. And the people that I was doing it with, this person had done, I think 13 or 14 triathlons at that point. So he's a, a veteran triathloner, uh, maybe not veteran, but he's definitely not a beginner. Okay. Fair. So I wanted to show up and complete this thing in a reasonable time. Do I even know what reasonable time meant? No, not really. I wanted to be able to say, okay, I didn't train and I, I'm, I'm in good enough physical condition to where I can do this triathlon. And it was a sprint. A sprint is technically like a, a triathlon that's shorter. I think it was half mile swim, 14 mile bike and a 5k run. That sounds terrible. Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty terrible actually. <laughs> but anyways, it went better than I thought it would, which is good. So I thought I was going to eat humble pie. I got no sleep. I show up to this place. I was eating McDonald's. Um, I was eating, sleeping on a mar- air mattress, a mare mattress. Can't Quite talk. the pillar of holistic health. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know how it is, man. So I was sleeping on an air mattress and I had that moment the night before. What am I doing? Like, you're not a triathlete. You haven't trained for this. Like, is this a terrible idea? So anyways, we, we go, we wake up in the morning. It's a whole thing. I end up doing way better than I thought. So I ended up having a better experience than I thought. And the point that I'm trying to make is the person who this is their 14th triathlon should be harder on himself than me. I've never done this before. The fact that I even showed up and, and tried, I think is, is progress. And I think that that's really the takeaway that I want to give everybody is if progress is the goal, which it should be, I think you should be hard on yourself or easy on yourself based on the reasonable amount of progress that you want to make, which is predicated on the goal. So for example, let's say I had the flu the night before. I should be a little easier on myself if I don't finish the thing. Okay. Let's say I didn't have the flu and I'm, and I've been working out for, you know, seven years at that point or six years or whatever. And I feel like I'm in a good cardiovascular shape. I should at least finish this thing. So I ended up not only finishing it, but I came in like only a couple minutes behind the person who's been doing them much longer. So for me, it was like, holy crap, I, I did a really good job. Nice job. But if he, he shouldn't be, in my opinion, thinking, oh, I did a great job. What he should be thinking, in my opinion, again, assuming he wants to progress, he should be thinking, wow, this person who's brand new almost beat me and I've been training for a really long time. And again, it all depends on your emotional state. It depends on your self-esteem and self-belief. If you if you want to be proud of the fact that you did a triathlon, that's great. If you want to be an elite triathlete, and this is a different person, but I coached an elite triathlete, and his goal, literally, in the peak performance coaching, his name's Kevin as well, he said, I want to be an elite age group triathlete. So he needs to be harder on himself pretty consistently. He needs to not skip workouts. He needs to get around better athletes. He needs to, I also coached another person who was a, a semi-professional cyclist and he needs to be really hard on himself. So it really depends on the goal. I think that's the main takeaway is progress. If progress is the goal and your, your ultimate goal is big, AKA Olympic athlete level, you're going to have to be way harder on yourself pretty consistently with a couple nuances, obviously. And if your goal is to just kind of show up and make some progress, you don't need to be nearly as hard on yourself and the right amount of hard or easy on yourself that you are, 
is going to dictate whether or not you make progress because you don't want to be so hard on yourself that you crush your self-esteem, but you also don't want to be so easy on yourself that you just kind of show up and wing it. Hi, my name is Tim Melanson, and I have a web development agency called Creative Crew Agency, and I'm also a podcast host of the Work at Home Rockstar podcast. I met Alan a little over a year ago. He was a guest on my podcast, and we had an epic conversation, and I was just really impressed with his work ethic. And so I decided to jump on board with him, and it's been a little over a year now. My business has grown, but more importantly, I feel much less stressed, and much more purposeful with uh, what I'm doing in the direction that I'm going. So I definitely highly recommend Alan. If you're looking for some accountability, if you're looking for some tools, then look him up, take him up on his consultation. Yeah, so okay, let's go even deeper. You and I have seen this many times through people we've worked with, people that have been on the team, whatever it may be, and this is just an observation, no judgment. There are many people who, and if you're listening, maybe you'll resonate with this, your say your level of confidence is like a three. Well, let's just say it's a two. On a scale of one to 10, you're like, ah, I'm level two. I'm, I do not feel very confident. I will never be the most confident in the room. I'm not the type to raise my hand. I don't want attention. Are you also the type of person who beats yourself up for not having a good performance? Because if you are, you might be putting yourself in an interesting place where, again, I care more, especially if you're somebody newer or you're somebody who's struggling with self-belief, confidence, self-esteem, I care way more about the effort than I do the result. Unless, say you're a major league baseball player, congrats on stepping up to the plate. You're getting paid $20 million a year to hit the ball. Hit the ball. Come on, hit the ball. Like You stepping up to the plate probably isn't enough. That's the interesting balance. That's the interesting perspective. There's a lot that goes into this. But one of the things that really hurts people's self-esteem, their self-worth, their self-belief, is if their standards are higher than their current competence is. If, if when I started this podcast in 2017, I expected to be as good as I am today and I beat myself up because I wasn't, then I would be in a very rough situation. You wouldn't but have if I, here. Right. But also on the, in the exact other end, if I never beat myself up ever, 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 and I never focused on getting better, I wouldn't be here either. So it's that, it's almost like the amount of criticism you give yourself should be connected to the level of confidence you have in yourself. That's that's what I'll put, that'll kind of be my my quote from the episode. Because even when I say beat yourself up, I don't necessarily mean beat yourself up. I mean, raise your standard or admit if you're disappointed in your standard. I, I was getting ready, uh, Friday night, I had a super long day and I was getting ready to go visit one of my friends. And I was walking out the door and Taryn was like, hey, can we snuggle for a couple of minutes? And my state was like, I was already late. I'm super overwhelmed with some things we have going on with the business. And she could tell I was a little bit frustrated. And we had a conversation about it. And, and I ended up going a couple minutes later. But the next morning when I came home and we were talking, I said, hey, I'm, I'm like, my bad. I, my state was off. I know I was impatient. I wasn't, I wasn't great. And I said, I want to be better for you. Like, I'm committed to being better for you. I beat myself up. I beat myself up because I know I can do better. I want to do better. And in my opinion, that is just not acceptable for the for the partner I want to be. Now, if it's your first relationship ever and you've never had a relationship and you're not married and you're you don't have years of trying to learn yourself and learn your partner, that might not be as big of a ownership situation. It just it might not be. So I just want to throw that out there because I think that's it depends on the arena too. There's a lot that goes into this. 
Well, let me ask you this because this is, I'm so grateful that you just mentioned that because it's so interesting that I'm sure you weren't super unkind. I'm sure it was totally understandable and X, Y, Z, but your goal is to have like a magnificent marriage, mm-hmm. right? The best, and if, the best it, if the that best wasn't your, the best it can possibly be. And that's what I want everyone to understand is if Kevin didn't have that goal with Taryn, that wouldn't even be a big deal. That wouldn't even be on your radar. Yeah. It would just be like, you know, sorry, I didn't, you know. And so my question for you is, when you were in a relationship in the past that you didn't have that goal, what was that like in comparison? Because not a lot of people would hold themselves to that same standard. But what I'm trying to help everyone understand, including myself, if you don't have that standard, you're never going to get the goal. Yeah. So it's almost like you you knew you missed the mark, and you did. I, I've always wanted to be a good partner. That's I've never not wanted to be a good partner. But you've raised your standards of what that means because you have a bigger goal. Or can you go into that before we go? I guess why I, did you why did you beat yourself up in that moment? Because I think a lot of people would say, "Oh, I'm imperfect," and just kind of make an excuse. Well, I definitely am imperfect. I I think I'm capable now of being better. I think I'm more, I think the, this is it. My potential is higher than it's ever been and I, I didn't meet up to my potential. That, it's almost, I really think for for that situation, it's almost like, uh, what's a good? Okay. When you get put into a situation where you can practice a reflection of your progress towards your goal, that's the right amount to give yourself. So all I mean is, that was an example of me saying, okay, I've come a long way in relationships, in communication, in emotional intelligence. I could have just done way better. I didn't maximize my potential in that situation. I, right. It wasn't a good account of myself. It just wasn't. So how do you know that you didn't, whereas before you were doing your best? So if, if you had felt like you did your best? Yeah. Okay. If I felt like I moved the needle a little bit forward. That's it almost. Like just a little bit. Like, oh, I'm really proud. Instead of I just, backwards. Yeah, I wasn't proud of the way I did it. I just right. wasn't proud of it. And again, to Alan's point, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything terrible. We didn't have an argument or anything. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't up to my standard. That's all. Everything about this show, it's the same way. I we have very high standards. I don't I want the it's not okay for me if the audio is not good. It's not okay if my video cuts out. It's just not okay with me. I'm not okay with that. But when the video cuts out, we still move forward and take messy action. That's yeah. the duality yeah. that I want everyone to understand. Is It's hard. It's, this yeah. is a very challenging thing because it's very contextual. But this is what we have seen is our, our community tends to beat themselves up way more than they should. Yes, and that's And I fair. think I want that to be an empowering thing where it's like, look, if you're just starting your podcast, don't beat yourself up to the level I beat myself up to. It's not fair. No, to you. of course not. It's yeah, just you not build fair yourself to you. up to that. Yeah. Yes, it's so kind of like a, a home that is built with a with a foundation that's taken years of reinforcement. It it can weather a stronger storm. What versus if you're a brand new tree, the roots don't go deep enough to where you can weather the yeah. storm. So don't don't put a, a tornado in front of you. Whereas with us, and that's the analogy is how strong is your foundation of self worth, self belief, self competence, self esteem. And if it's a 10 out of 10, give yourself level 10 out of 10 standards and, mm-hmm. and, and be critical, be constructively critical. But if you're, if you're already wobbly and vulnerable, be very gentle 
and careful with that. All I was going to say, I think this is a really good way to connect it, hopefully. Are you, ask yourself this question, are you the type of person who fears that you'll never feel like you deserve it or do you feel like you already deserve it? It's a good question to ask yourself because if you feel like you already deserve it, you might not be that hard on yourself. If you feel like you're never going to deserve it, you might be too hard on yourself forever. And I think somewhere in the middle, Uh we were talking, we had an emotional moment before the last episode we recorded and we were talking about self-worth and I was like, I feel feel like I've earned my self-worth. I said, I'm not going to stop earning it. I don't feel like I'm going to deserve to feel like the man forever. I'm going to have to work at that at that new level. When you become entitled to something, you stop working for it. And I think that's when people's standards, when somebody is entitled in a relationship and they think, oh, I'm married now and I deserve my partner and I don't have to show up anymore. That's when your standards get low and you think you deserve it and you're probably not hard enough on yourself. I would, right. I would argue that's what happens when people get complacent, they lower their standards. Mm-hmm. So both are dangerous would, game. Being yes. too easy on yourself for too long is complacency. Being too hard on yourself for too long is really deconstructive. It's, it's, it's toxic. It can be toxic. Yeah. This is a good one. Fire. This is a, this Great is a deep concept. One. This is Very a deep good one. concept. Yeah. Some would um, say the drive to five. I mean, it's, some would say the drive to five is life. We're gonna write a book on that. I'm gonna ghostwrite it. You can write it if you'd like, and I'll kind of. I told you I'd draw some pictures and stuff. Oh, perfect. Pop up book could be three D <laughs> pop up book. Pop up book. Drive I'll do to the five. Uh, I'll do the audio book. Okay, perfect. You dig it? I dig it. Next level nation. April 1st, 2023, live Worcester, Massachusetts at a fine, fine hotel. Next Level Live 2023. Alan, myself, you, and 49 other members of the community, and we're going to have some of the team there too, which I'm very, very excited for. Just think of it as a large group coaching session. Alan and I will be down in the audience connecting with people. You're going to have an opportunity to learn more about yourself. You're going to have an opportunity to learn more about your identity. And you're going to have an opportunity to meet other awesome people. And I think at the end of the day, that's what we all want. So attending live events, great way to shift your identity. Please do it with us. We would be grateful to see you. Everything you need to know is in the show notes below. Kev, you went to a live event and I convinced you, I dragged you there when you didn't want to go, right? It was a Brendan Burchard event back in 2018 called High Performance Academy. And you were like, nope, absolutely not. And I was like, I think you should go. I think we should do it. What what were you afraid of and why did you go and and what did you get out of it? I was afraid of not belonging. In the simplest human form, I was afraid that I was going to get there. I wasn't going to know anybody. I wasn't going to meet anybody. And I was going to be the outcast of every group that I was in. What I got out of it was the understanding that, wow, I actually found my people. I remember I said that. I... I finally f- felt like I fit in where in my normal quote unquote everyday life where I wanted to be more hyper-conscious and I wanted to talk about deep things that wasn't always received well. I felt like I found my people. I felt like I found a good community. And I think at a, at a fairly deep level, I also felt like I found myself too. And I think that's exactly what you can expect from Next Level Live. And if you're lucky like Kev, you come home with an ego. <laughs> we're gonna do our best to make sure nobody leaves with an ego but if you do life will humble you it does work that way <laughs> i'm just kidding all right so before we go we have our next next level meetup this is our 15th event in a row 15 months in a row not bad long time three big things holding you back from success not 10 not 15 not 25 three 
three big things holding you back from success. They're called a meetup for a reason. Join us, meet Kevin and myself, meet the community. You can participate as much as you'd like with your camera on and engage, or you can keep your camera and microphone off. It's entirely up to you. We hope to see you there. The link will be in the show notes to register. It is on March 2nd, 2023 at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we hope to see you there. Next Level Nation tomorrow for episode number 1,250. Another Mm -hmm. milestone. Are you telling yourself these lies? So Alan and I had a very deep talk about this topic. I'm excited to bring it to you all, and I hope you will enjoy. And it's it's a Friday. Tomorrow's a Friday, so get your weekend started right with a little bit of truth, a little bit of next-levelness. As always, we love you, appreciate you, grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.